0: Well, it's a big Greg show. has no idea what's going on. He's a has-been. His ideas are
1: antiquated. Well, no, he thinks he knows more than what he does. I'm
0: on a personal crusade against all things stupid. And around here in this show, there's a lot of things that are stupid.
1: It's a big show. You're tuned into Russing Audio's original program. Come things right. You're tuned into the big
0: show. Hot. Damn, do people want to talk Becky and Charlotte, myself and Balls later this week on The Low Blow. Going to dive right into that hot topic. But we got some news, rumors, and headlines, and some Royal Rumble fun facts to cover on this show. I am Mo Lightning. He is Greg the Sound Guy. Greg, SmackDown is happening right now, like two minutes away from you. Why aren't you there?
1: (laughs) I know it is, isn't it?
0: Yeah, why why didn't you, why didn't you flex some muscle? Why didn't you buy some tickets and go to SmackDown? Seems like it's gonna be an eventful show.
1: Maybe next time I, you know, the last I think the last time I went locally, it wasn't at the arena that they're at now, but it was at it was a house show, um, in the uh, same area but at a different arena. It was at the local college arena, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we I think this was probably. 2011 2012 approximately and i bought tickets for it and i thought i had the greatest deal i just, you know clicked on the computer on Ticketmaster, and i i uh, they were good price and they were like not floor but right above right on those bleachers right above the floor and i'm like and they, they were super cheap and i'm like this is a great deal and i'm like How, how'd these not sell out so I, I bought them and i was so happy with Uh, I told the kids, I'm like, you know, love the seats that we got. And and then we got there. They were bench seats, meaning that it had no back to the seat.
0: Like actual bleachers, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was like actual bleachers. And it just, but the thing, not actual bleachers. It was like, you know, kind of like the bucket seats that you would have at a normal arena, you know, where the seat would fold down and then you'd have the backing to it. But there was no backing to it. So there was nothing to lean back on, and for me and my uh, uh, almost 40-year-old back now, it was killer on my back to sit in those seats for a, a three-hour show. So by the end, I'm like, couldn't wait for because I kept standing up, not to uh, be looking at who's coming in the entrance, but it was just killing my back with these seats. And now and the whole time, I'm thinking, now I see why these were so cheap.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, SmackDown, I'm sure you probably could have bought an actual seat seat, but right. But I understand your hesitation, that's for sure. No,
1: this was at a different, the SmackDown's right. at the bigger right. uh, arena in the area, so I'm sure they don't have any seats like that.
0: Hopefully not, God, hopefully not, but, but your town is a little off, so <laughs> we're talking about Toledo, Ohio area. Uh, so there's sometimes, Greg, before we dive into the news here. Yeah. There are some times that I feel bad for you that you're not a social media guy because you miss out on a lot. Conversely, there are times I envy you. Today is one of those times. I've never understood people that... All right, so... So I got a notification on Instagram just like two hours ago that I don't
1: even have it. Inst- you know, I, I, I never even installed it. So I don't even know how that works.
0: It's just a, more of an image based one. You, you see the image first and then so it's like the text
1: image Twitter,
0: then the cam. Uh, yeah, but but you see the image first and then the caption and then whatever wow. you know, message is attached. Well, I got a notification that at real WWE page seven follows you on Instagram. I'm like, okay, well, odds are if you're a real verified account, you don't need to put a number behind that. (laughs) Right. But I'm going to follow back anyway because, uh, you know, that's kind of what you're supposed to do. And. I figured it's probably just pictures or videos of Paige. He's just a super fan. That's fine. You know, whatever. Uh, no big deal. If I don't like it, I can unfollow it any time. Well, so I follow back. It was a private account, so they have to accept it. Whatever. And then they reach out and send me a message. Thank you so much for being a fan of mine. I appreciate it. And the person's trying to sell themselves off as Paige.
1: Okay, so it was legitimately like a fake, or I was just, it was a fake account. Yeah, I mean, I Paige.
0: I already follow Page on Instagram and the social medias, and sure enough, it's like at real WWE Page. It's there's no number behind that. Okay. So so I knew it wasn't going to be real. But then the person reaching out and actually trying Try, to trying portray to pretend
1: the to B Page.
0: I just like I don't know if that's if that somebody just has something off in the head, or they think it's funny that oh this person thinks I'm really Page. <laughs>
1: Reminds me of the old MySpace days.
0: It was gaudy, but yeah.
1: <laughs> I was back when uh, you know you really didn't have uh, verified accounts, and uh, you know you you would type in um, John Cena, and you'd find like uh, 25 pages that were uh, claiming to be the real John Cena, you know, and that's how it was with like every celebrity.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that they do have verified accounts now, but I've just never understood the people why they do that. I don't know if it's just uh, a brush of fame that they, they feel important. I'm like, there's so many different reasons why it could be serious problems that need addressed or it could just be really bad pranks. But uh, I went through that two hours ago and I just cannot wrap my head around why people do it. Yeah. So you you at least get to avoid that being <laughs> kind of anti-social media. So today I envy you, tomorrow that may change. <laughs> And uh, next week, if we do a big show, if we do a triple threat, whatever, hopefully I talk to you next week, I'll, yeah. uh, I'll give you the follow-up on how Paige's movie did.
1: Oh, yeah, the, the Rocks movie about Paige.
0: Yeah our, yeah, our non-bet bet about if it's going to bomb <laughs> or not, which is actually yeah. funny uh, because you don't really check the social medias. We did ask the question on Facebook uh, and, and at Wrestling Audio and asked, hey, do you think this will bomb? And the, the response was pretty half and half really yeah so there was some people actually supporting you for once and that's rare Greg (laughs) yeah so we'll see what happens Uh, we'll see what happens Uh, that opens up this weekend I'm looking forward to it so expect a review of it here uh, one of these days but we'll get to some raw rumble fun facts second half of the show Greg what's caught your attention in the news man
1: well we'll start with some AEW news you know that that T-shirt company that's eventually going to be a, a live event company. They're a really here. good
0: press conference company.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're excellent press conference. I company.
0: wonder how they do as caterers.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, uh, we'll we'll see here coming up uh, soon for uh, their uh, how their live event actual wrestling shows go, but um, the ticket pre-sale uh, already happened and it. As expected, it did not take long for those tickets to sell out. Uh, As reported, some fans had very long delays in the uh, website's, quote, waiting room. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe it was uh, access.com is the site that they were using to sell the tickets. Uh, AEW took steps to make sure fans got the tickets instead of scalpers. But ringside seats, which are face valued at two eleven, yep. are already on secondary markets for thousands of dollars a piece.
0: Well, there's there there's a couple things I want to talk about immediately about the the ticket buying process. I have a co-worker that he and his best friend are going to the show, okay. and they both they were uh, they were uh, not Periscope, they were they're Boomerang. I don't know. They were doing some one of those. Uh, I just can't remember what it is offhand. But they were doing a video chat back and forth. And one tried it one way, and then then my dude tried it another way, and his through friend the,
1: through the website through the website.
0: So okay. his friend. I didn't know you
1: could do it different ways through one is, website. There is, yeah, there is.
0: Well, different approaches. Oh, okay. uh, same website, but different approaches. His friend went best available, and that's oh. where the traffic jam was. Where I my friend, you know, my coworker. Yeah. He targeted a specific section.
1: Section. Okay.
0: And he got right in and got the tickets while his pal decided to wait in line to see how long it was going to take. And it took 40 minutes for Best Available to come up, and that was Nosebleeds. Oh, wow. So this is a bit of advice to anybody ordering tickets, AEW or not. If you're trying to beat the on-sale for everybody else, then target a, section. a section. Yeah, yeah. If, if that's floor. I mean, he, he also targeted, like, that first deck, you know, the bleachers with seatbacks. Um, he he targeted one of those, so again he could kind of be slightly elevated, see the ring, and not fight for floor seat. So maybe that helped, but best available dude was stuck in queue forever.
1: Wow, yeah. I missed the missed the good old days of actually physically waiting in line at a Ticketmaster location.
0: <laughs> that, that was the worst. That was the worst. <laughs> I hated that so much waiting at a freaking grocery store.
1: <laughs> it was. It was- Around an our here, it was always a Kroger store that was the official Ticketmaster outlet. So you were waiting in line at the service desk,
0: and then you have to hope the employee working has any idea what's going on. <laughs> right?
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause back, I was the one that usually went out and bought the tickets back in the day. Uh, a lot of the times, and then uh, um, yeah, I'd be st- I'd, they'd go on sale ten a.m. in the morning. I'd be there at nine o'clock and still be at fourth in line and and then you'd have the person in front of you that want to like kind of shop for tickets. And it's like, just take the best available. So move on. Well, what about this section? Nope. Nope. What about this section? Just take the best available, get your tickets, and move on.
0: Yeah, and, and actually, it's funny you talk about not understanding people. Uh, there are some people that still that like WrestleMania goes on sale, and then you see all this video of these long ass lines at the venue itself the day the tickets go on sale. You still see those promo packages. I'm like, right, not, right. Why are you waiting? You better be on your phone <laughs> while waiting there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, see, we didn't have that option back in the day, back in the late 90s. you didn't have uh, smartphones to be in line and uh, be in line online at the same time.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, and we we always fought, too. We were in a smaller town, you and I, so that, you know, we had to go to a bigger city show, uh, like a Cleveland or whatnot. So there was a lot more communities fighting for this one stupid Monday Night Raw. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Times have changed, but but I like that. You know, they try to give it to the the fans. AEW, all of the wrestling, trying to give it to the fans right. and not not the scalpers, not the the traders, the flippers, whatever. Um, but I saw some people very upset that they couldn't get through. They did best available, couldn't get through. Uh, thank you, and I, by thank you, I mean f you to everybody who bought multiple tickets just to trade. I'm like, welcome to the real world. Everybody <laughs> does that everywhere. Right? People are so upset, but. Again, if you are one of those people that tried to get the tickets and you you, you failed to get them because you were, uh, you know, best available, target a section next time.
1: Right. And even, uh, I mean, even like you said, before the, uh, the Internet days of buying tickets, there were still the scalpers that somehow got the tickets before everybody else, even first in line.
0: It could be group ticket sales. Pre- I mean, there's so many different ways. It could be just simple connections. But uh, you, you see flippers everywhere. You know, I'm a collector. I collect a lot of different items. That happens all the time. You know, the, the flippers will buy out. Oh, limit four, and the store only has six. They buy four of them, and then re- it's just it sucks. It absolutely sucks. But it happens, and let's give the benefit of the doubt to some of these people you know these ones that bought the floor seats for $216 a piece let's say they bought four maybe they wanted to go with a group but a couple of them can't go or don't want to spend that money they have two tickets now available you know so they're selling them or maybe maybe this is right maybe not but like there was something I sold because I needed to pay some bills and it's something that in the eBay listing I mentioned I don't really want to sell this but if I make enough money, I will. Like, I was outright yeah. honest, forthright about yeah. it. And so maybe these people are like, you know what? You know, We can use these tickets. Or if I can make a lot more money in return, somebody else may enjoy this more, you know?
1: Yeah. And uh, thus far, we have two matches uh, announced for it. Unless something's changed in the past day or two. Uh, we have uh, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho and Hangman Page versus Pac. 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 Like X Pac, except
0: right. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so uh, and, and, and
1: Omega's probably the the big one because he uh supposedly just signed his contract with AEW
0: right at uh, the, press the day conference. of the yeah.
1: press conference to surprise of virtually nobody. Right,
0: right, right. <laughs> Although executive vice president or whatever his title is, that's not something yeah. that he just signed. Like they knew he knew. Right. He was going to AEW. He just teased WWE just to get some people talking, and well done.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, there's also rumors that the Young Bucks going to be taken on the Lucha Brothers. Um, there's there's going to be a solid card on this one. Uh, ticket prices, as I said on our Patreon page, a little bit higher than, than I would expect for a first oh, yeah. show, uh, but it could be the Vegas venue, could be the MGM as a part of that. Uh, i just curious what the ticket prices are going to be, and if tickets are going to continue selling out within 10 minutes for future shows. This is the first one. This is a right. big deal. I get it. And but
1: maybe, maybe that's why it is more, because they know it's going to sell out. They know that after the success of All In, this one's going to sell out. So
0: And they were, I believe and, the venue uh, was trying to get uh, like 11,000 plus people in there. So it could be bigger than the All In event right? Uh, in Chicago and, a couple months ago. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm like, just... I'm curious if they're going to be able to keep those momentum right now. They right. got this wrestling world on fire, but you know, how often are they running? Will they have a TV deal? Will it be more internet based? Like there's still a lot of questions, but this first show in May will hopefully answer some of them.
1: And you can always start high and drop ticket prices. It's harder to start low and then raise them as time goes on. So
0: yeah I' just there there's still a lot of question marks about this company, but I'm glad that people are excited for it. I'm glad that the industry is paying attention to what aew is doing and you know I hope this is a continued momentum because it's just gonna make everybody better or put the bad ones out of business, which then puts that talent in better positions elsewhere
1: <laughs> uh, speaking of talent another rumored. Uh, Talent is uh, Dave Batista.
0: I thought you said Uh, talent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sing. Thank you, thank you. I'll be here all night.
1: (laughs) Jericho kind of trolling the fans on social media, which I wouldn't see because I don't follow anybody on social media. (laughs) But I heard Uh, about it. But I heard about it. I read about it. Uh, uh, Jericho posting a picture with uh, Big Dave um talking about having a, a a great conversation uh
0: have you noticed look, did you did you see the picture of big dave not so big dave anymore
1: <laughs> okay normal size dave <laughs> average dave Batista. average dave,
0: average dave steroid <laughs> uh
1: and but allegedly he's been in talks with WWE as well so
0: Yeah, he supposedly met with WWE at headquarters, I believe, or at the show, whatever it was, last week, Thursday. Uh, And then this week, talking to Jericho, which, you know, never bad to have discussions. He's a free agent. Seems like he would be loyal to WWE. But at the same time, WWE, conversely, hasn't been the most loyal to him in his (laughs) movie career. We've talked about that, you know, with Guardians of the Galaxy. They never promoted any of that stuff. The Rock could keep putting out, uh, you know, schlock after schlock, and the WWE <laughs> was all over the Rock's nutsack, but Batista, you know, he's in this really popular Marvel franchise. You know, memes of Drax all over the place, and WWE's like, "What's Guardians?" <laughs> you know, and then supposedly Triple H may or may not be ready to go, and that was the big rumored match. Is that Dave Batista wanted Batista or uh, wanted Triple H rather at uh, at WrestleMania? They alluded to that at the Big SmackDown event with the Evolution reunion.
1: Right, you know. Back in the day before the Marvel Universe uh, started, you know, prior to 08, there was this long rumor that Triple H was going to be Thor in an upcoming Thor movie. And obviously that didn't happen, so maybe there's some bitterness there. You know, Batista got that uh, Marvel gig that Triple H wanted.
0: Uh, That's that's too bad. That's too bad. (laughs) and I don't know if you have this in your news or not because obviously you can't cover everything on the show here uh, but uh, WWE Studios partnering with Netflix
1: I did read that
0: and that's, that's pretty big for WWE Studios yeah. I, I, think, I think the fighting with my family is a step in the right direction for WWE I mean they've been, they've been trying to be more legit over the last couple of years and I think partnering with Netflix really gives them an opportunity to, to finally establish themselves with some credible films we, right. We and we we forget about Triple H being the chaperone.
1: <laughs> that's
0: that's what I'm saying there. <laughs> but but what do you think, uh, Batista? Does he make make an appearance in WWE or AEW this year?
1: It'll be one of the two. I think he'll make an appearance in wrestling one way or another.
0: Yeah, I think he will as well. I mean WWE. He wasn't opposed to re- a return. Uh, he didn't want to be a televised return unless it was a big feud like, you know, Triple H at WrestleMania. Otherwise, right. he just wanted to work live events. Uh, AEW, they don't have live events right now. So so I don't know what he would be doing there. But imagine how furious Vince McMahon would be if Batista showed up to the competition. Right. I mean, AEW, hey. I have no doubt, is going to be tossing as much creative freedom as much money, and just whatever. Like, hey, you want to keep doing these movies? You're going to be Drax and Guardians 3? We'll promote the hell out of it for you. Not like he needs it, but you know what I'm saying. It's like whatever other projects he does. AEW might jump on board, where WWE, okay, well, fine, we'll throw it in there. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I really expect him, if Batista returns to pro wrestling in the ring, or even if not, I expect it to be WWE, but... I would be—I I would definitely raise an eyebrow if AEW was able to to steal him away, because that's that's even more shots fired.
1: Right. Oh, the restaurant that him and Jericho were dining at, Four Rivers Smokehouse BBQ chain. Ever eaten there? Never uh, heard
0: of it. Where was that at?
1: Doesn't say where they were at. They were or what city they were in. It just says that they were dining at the Four Rivers Smokehouse Barbecue chain. I don't know if there was one in your area or if you've seen one around, if it's a chain.
0: Four River Smokehouse. I'm, look, I'm trying to look it up. Um, well, it's kind of hard to say, I guess, because there's a lot of them coming up right now. <laughs> there's there's some in Florida. There is some in my state of Illinois. Uh, there's some in Atlanta, Georgia. So anyway, I'm going to answer your question by saying, no, I haven't. <laughs> uh, but that specific location, I could definitely say, No. <laughs> not not maybe not at the same tables them not the same restaurant maybe not even the same state I don't know. What else you got
1: buddy? Oh, we got uh well yeah, as, as everybody knows uh Dean Ambrose announced that he will not be resigning with the WWE. So uh it was actually announced that on house shows Dean Ambrose was going to be facing Nia Jax.
0: Which I believe somebody or something like all of those reports have been taken down. Or maybe not the reports, but all of the leaked cards. Um, Supposedly somebody proved it to be false. Uh, While fun on paper, I just don't see that happening.
1: Uh, I think even Paige uh, made a tweet saying that, uh, acknowledging it.
0: Yeah, I mean, she probably likes the idea. The guy's on his way out, so Naya probably gets a victory. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you be? a diva former diva and be like, "Yeah, this is really cool. Dean Ambrose, you get get your ass kicked."
1: See, that that's what happened to me when I announced that I was going to be leaving. I said, "You know, I I'm, I went to the promoter. I said, "You know, I'm done." He gave me the cruiserweight title. I'll drop the title for I'll, I'll leave the right way. And that, and that and that's what promoters do.
0: Well, well WWE do not give the cruiserweight title to Dean Ambrose. And then drop it to a woman because Greg will be like, finally, after 20 years, like, see, I'm just like Dean Ambrose. See? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't we I, I cannot live that down. No, I'd much rather have you live it down that you lost your cruiserweight championship to a girl <laughs> and, and you can't defend it or justify it. So, uh, yeah, I, it's a fun a little rumor there. I, I don't see it what, happening what if it does
1: being a, a, a match at WrestleMania as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Dean's going to do some stuff on the way out, but I don't know if it's Job Denia Jackson, who right now is in a tag title scene anyway. The women's titles. And Dean Ambrose supposedly went off script on Raw this week.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't read what he did, but I, I, re- I saw a tagline of that happening. So he probably just doesn't care anymore. <laughs> He's like, my way out. I'm not going to follow the script word for word. Yeah, he
0: came out and just said, Slay the Beast. Uh, which I, to, to Seth Rollins, who was cutting a promo. So I assumed that meant beat Brock Lesnar, but maybe he was telling Seth Rollins to play with himself. I don't know. <laughs> Slay the Beast is slang for that. Uh, but apparently he was supposed to further explain why all of a sudden now he's supporting the guy he was feuding with.
1: You, you just reminded me of something else. I didn't have this in the news. I don't know if you read this or not. Wait,
0: wait, wait. A masturbation innuendo reminded you of something else? Yes. Oh.
1: Did you read the news? I read a news article about the AEW uh, news conference. That (laughs) one.
0: Yeah, I know where you're going.
1: So you know what I'm talking about, right?
0: The guy caught on camera.
1: Yeah, the guy caught on. I guess they they turned the camera, showed the crowd. And then there was a guy that apparently really enjoyed the news conference.
0: It, to me, it just seemed like he was digging a little deep in the in the itchy itchy, and it, it could, was just really bad timing.
1: It could have been. I, I didn't see the video.
0: I, I didn't. I read. didn't take this as he was playing with himself. I took it as maybe he was a little too like uh like when you watch a baseball game, they scratch their crotches all the time.
1: Right. Right.
0: I I took it as that, and the camera just caught again the a really bad moment. Could
1: have had a rash down there or something, you know?
0: Right, right. The guy doesn't look like he gets laid, but maybe he gets (laughs) all the ass. I don't know. (laughs) Or maybe let's just okay. Maybe he was really excited because this is the press conference for (laughs) AEW. I'm gonna jack it right here in my pants.
1: So, I'm sorry, I, I, I completely forgot about that news article, and then you reminded me of it.
0: <laughs> if I remembered, I would have led off with it. <laughs> we would have gotten everything else AEW after that. We would have talked about the masturbating fan. There's the still real to me fan, there's Brock Lesnar guy, there's Shocked Undertaker guy, and now AEW press conference jacker offer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but- what, what were we talking about?
0: We're talking about um, Dean Ambrose. Not,
1: Dean Ambrose. Okay, we can go back to
0: Dean who Ambrose. Who is probably hypothetically jacking off for the rest <laughs> of his contract, yes. That's how we that's how we transition. That's that's a good segue right there. Uh yeah, it'd be interesting. I don't think he's do you think he's jumping? Do you think to AEW or any other company?
1: I don't know. It's uh, like you said, the guy in real life is actually kind of an enigma. So <laughs> um it's hard to say what, because he hasn't really said what his what his future plans are, other than he wasn't happy in the WWE, so he's not re-signing a contract. That's all we know.
0: Yeah, I don't. I still don't take it as him jumping to the competitor. I think he's probably just going to take a break. I could see him doing some indie work, sure, but I just I don't think he's going to go to another major company and deal with all of this stuff again. He's right. not right away. Mm-hmm.
1: I think he did a podcast or an interview or something with somebody where he said that, you know, wrestling at one point of it was the only thing that he loved. And, you know, it's, he, he's somebody that grew up watching it as a kid where as opposed, he didn't name any names, but a lot of people, there's a lot of people in the WWE that are just there for the money that aren't there for the love of wrestling. And, uh, that's what he wants to get back. He wants he wants to be around people that love wrestling, that love to do the art that they're doing. So I mean, that's and again, it's not really alluding to what he's going to do after the WWE. Just more giving other reasons why he doesn't want to re-sign with the WWE.
0: Yeah, he just needs a break. Simple as that. He just needs a break. WWE is a corporate machine. You know, we, we always talk about these guys want to wrestle or, or right. oh, these guys should be allowed to wrestle. Some of them don't want to.
1: And it's, you think about it, Jericho did the same thing back in, what, 06, 05? You know, it was the first time he had said, I'm not signing. I need to take a break. He left for a couple of years, came back, did some other things. Not necessarily wrestling related.
0: I, I, WWE to me would have to do something backstage to really piss him off, to get him to go to another major promotion, especially right away, like by the summer. Right. Uh, I, I, otherwise, I think, again, maybe he makes some appearances. Maybe he makes a major appearance here and there for a one off, but I don't see him signing a full time contract uh, yeah. with anybody this year. I just, I think he needs a breather, uh, get away. He's always been a weird guy, not my favorite to work with. I've had some issues with him in the past, but maybe that's a part of it. Maybe even back then, years ago, frustration was setting in. Yeah. Everybody just assumes it's, well, He's he's got a good spot in the card. Oh, it's a bad heel. To, no, I, I, he's professional enough and understanding of this industry enough. I can't imagine a bad heel to ruined it for him. This... This is a long time coming frustration doesn't normally start and then you make this decision a month later not when you're making that paycheck with that exposure right with your wife in the company I mean let you know this it, built
1: and, and see that's another thing that's the other thing too is you know when he leaves WWE his wife is still with the company so
0: yeah I I don't see him jumping uh, at least not full- time anywhere. If that, if, that, if I'm wrong, then, then good for whoever that company is. That's going to be good <laughs> star power for them and, and another shot either from AEW or another company. But uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens and how WWE uses him on the way out. But I think they are smart to use him and start having people go over on him, hopefully, on his way out. But WWE supposedly has been trying to resign him, too. So maybe they do put him over on people as a show of good faith.
1: Or, you know, wouldn't it be funny if they just started giving him, you know what, do whatever you want in your match tonight. Oh, God. Surprise us.
0: You know, that could be really cool depending on who his opponent is. (laughs) Could also be a nightmare depending on who his opponent
1: is.
0: (laughs) I could see him going off script on Brock Lesnar, and then Brock Lesnar murders (laughs) him. I kind of want to see that now, Greg. Thank you.
1: I, I saw this was the title of, the, of a news article here, so I had to click on it to see what it was. They baited me. You know, it was uh, Bobby Roode reunites with former TNA star backstage at a WWE show. So I'm like, huh, what TNA star who isn't already signed with WWE could it have been? As I click on it, and sure enough, it was none other than Monty Brown. The Pounds! The Pounds!
0: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, my guess would be James Storm. You know, Bobby Roode, James Storm, Beer money That would have been my guess. But no, Monty, Marcus Corvon in WWE World. Marcus
1: Corvon, you know, Roode shared the photo on his uh, Twitter account saying that uh, truly one of the nicest guys that he's ever had the pleasure of working with.
0: Yeah, I know Mojo Rowley does that move now, and he does it all right. But just something about Marcus and the name of that, his his uh, he, charisma.
1: I, I know that he had just the, the natural charisma. That, and, you know, the WWE, because I actually just recently watched his time in WWE CW, and they never let him cut a promo. They As soon as he debuted, they stuck him in with that new breed thing where Elijah Burke was doing all the talking. So he was just always in the background and never really got to show that charisma that he showed in TNA.
0: That is that is very unfortunate. Uh, now, I by no means would I expect a Marcus Corvon, especially under that horrible name, Um, to be a main eventer, even in the ECW brand. He could have been a comfortable mid-carder, but I think he could have still had a longer run no matter what had WWE allowed him to be him and not, as you said, a background piece.
1: I mean, allegedly it was him that asked for his release due to personal reasons, and that was pretty much his retirement from wrestling because I think he was done with wrestling after that. Yeah, um, like
0: ugh, family issues or health or something. Yeah, yeah. It was something. I remember that, but and maybe maybe that's it. Maybe WWE did have plans, and you can't push everybody right away. But
1: right, uh, it but, is yeah, it is was, disappointing. The short that. time he was there, he was there about a year, and uh, yeah, he was just really the, the a background piece for a faction, and never really got the show. And, and he really didn't have very good theme music. The, the theme music they gave him didn't really fit the character either
0: no that's not too surprising i mean we we talked about it ad nauseum in the past a good theme song can help a star a bad one can ruin a star
1: yeah
0: i mean obviously it's more than just music but in the pro wrestling world it is big it's huge I mean, Seth Rollins went up a step. You know, I talked. We talked about him a moment ago, but Vince McMahon wanted to add that "burn it down" so the fans could scream along with it. And sure enough, like he went <laughs> up a whole level somehow again. So I mean, you know, they're they're onto something. So bad themes and and bad names like Marcus Corvan. <laughs>
1: Or Michael McGillicuddy.
0: That's pretty bad. Like, yeah.
1: like how do you tr- how do you chant that? You know, you know, like Daniel Bryan. It just it fits together.
0: McGillicuddy. You know? Cuddy.
1: Michael McGillicuddy. Well, you, you don't know, have to, it,
0: you don't have to do both names though. I mean, <laughs> you just McGillicuddy. But that's even then. That's just not doesn't roll it, off it, the tongue.
1: It's yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue.
0: You, you got gotta have a
1: name that rolls off the tongue.
0: It could be like. And because I, uh, I, I know I can relate to you with this topic, it's like the episode, the baseball episode of The Simpsons, where they start chanting, uh, they start taunting Daryl Strawberry. Yeah,
1: Daryl. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Daryl. <laughs> Maybe they just do that with Michael. Michael. <laughs> my, and that's just what they do. He's just a heel forever. I mean, uh, we chant "you suck" to Kurt Angle, uh, but we still like him. But Michael right. McGillicuddy, you just would have been Michael the whole time. It's like the Goldberg chant, except bad. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So yeah, okay. Well, that's fun. Good to good to see that he's still alive. Money Brown and the
1: pout. <laughs> I know, and see. When we started the when we started this podcast we would you know we talk about them time to time and it gave us more reason to go pounce you know Pow! we don't oh. have that reason anymore
0: no we had that and uh, and we had terror Dome <laughs> uh, we we had a lot of good ones back then but times have changed and it, I don't know if we're just older or if the moves just aren't as fun but maybe both
1: but I do uh, miss the pounds. I got I got Two more uh, news articles here. Okay. Both diva, or should I say, WWE women's wrestler related. Okay. Uh, The first one is a former WWE, dare I say, women's wrestler, uh, recently announced that she has had... um, spoken to the wwe about a potential return and that would be eva marie
0: yeah i doubt that
1: <laughs> uh I, she was most recently eliminated off the tv reality show celebrity big brother
0: oh was she officially okay i i i stopped paying attention what's kato Kalin was eliminated <laughs> i didn't watch it all but i just somebody told me i worked with him once on stage and we like he was eliminated I'm like okay okay <laughs>
1: Cool.
0: Yes. I was wondering about all purple everything. Is that her color now? I don't even know.
1: I just I found it funny the first episode when they like first introduced her, they they gave they gave her like this promo package, like like she was the Tristratus of pro wrestling, you know.
0: What she was.
1: She was just this huge wrestling superstar that was jumping over to uh you know,
0: obviously she celebrity, was uh, a <laughs> I don't know why you would elude otherwise.
1: <laughs> so I just, I, I, I found that first promo package pretty funny about how overhyped her uh, wrestling career was. But uh.
0: I don't know why you would say such a thing. <laughs> they have to build it up to make you care somehow.
1: Oh, well, yeah, especially people that didn't watch wrestling and have no idea who she even is. Yeah, I mean,
0: I get it. I get it. And I'm sure... She gets asked a lot of questions about WWE. She's not going to try to promote her appearance or her modeling or TV reality show by saying, "No, they haven't reached out. (laughs) I left them a while ago, and I have not talked to them since then. (laughs) I mean, I've called them and left voicemails, but they won't (laughs) return my call." (laughs) She probably is not going to say that.
1: I, I showed up at the performance center and security escorted me away.
0: I was at WWE <laughs> headquarters. They wouldn't let me in. <laughs> I said, I used to perform for you. They laughed. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, she's not going to say that. Of course, she's going to well, say she's had talks with them. I'm sure she has had a conversation about, hey, you know, what do you think? Is the door open for me to return? Or, hey, that would be a fun storyline to get involved in. And that other person's like, uh-huh, Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I got to go now.
1: We'll keep it on file.
0: Yeah, or it's like the Total Divas people are like, hey, you want to make a cameo on the show? You know, that's probably it at most.
1: (laughs) Uh, She did mention, though, that she was not approached about being part of the Royal Rumble, which I guess isn't surprising because they didn't bring back a whole lot of former women wrestlers this year they didn't compared. do any former
0: this, i mean it was all did they current. do any at all it was all current nxt yeah it was very this is your future of the women's division <laughs> and it was unique for that reason um it disappointed a lot of people but i think it was smart to not rely upon all that former talent every year in the rumble
1: so and and i the the my second uh Divas news uh, would actually have to do with Total Divas. You, you mentioned pos- a possible cameo for uh, uh, Eva Marie to come back there, and uh, it uh, seems like they got a spot open because it seems uh, that uh, Rusev and Lana will not be returning to the next season of Total Divas, which was a shock to them that they mentioned in an interview because they they thought that they were going to get their own spinoff show. Uh, not be axed from the show?
0: Well, I think there's a lot of reasons behind this, and this could probably fill up the whole rest of the show, to be honest with you. (laughs) Uh, But I I won't go there. I I will mention and reference an interview that the two of them did recently, Rusev and Lana. And Rusev keeps talking about how, no matter what he does, he can't seem to to stay... To stay over with management, the crowd loves him, but he just can't understand decisions being made. Right. And and Lana says that she really believes Vince McMahon only sees Rusev as a monster heel. That he just he cannot fathom the idea of Rusev being a top face, and that's what's halted his his momentum creatively in WWE. Not with us fans, we obviously like the guy, but so I would wonder if that is connected to them being taken off of Total Divas, because you get to see the real Rusev. You see, he's a charismatic son of a bitch. He's very (laughs) funny. They have a great rapport. And we like them. We cheer them for that reason. And maybe, again, producers like, well, we want these guys to be heels. The more we see Rusev mowing his lawn nearly in the nude, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we just laugh at that. We don't want to. You know, we don't want people to laugh and cheer him. So I wonder if that's a part of it. But then, uh, you know, like I'm trying to think, any of the total divas are any of them truly heal?
1: Well, the yeah, the the Miz and uh, uh
0: that's right now him and uh, Shane are faces.
1: Oh, uh, I, I guess in the beginning because they they brought Maurice back, and you know on the show they were. You know, basically faces on the Total Divas show while being heels, on. Uh, but ma- maybe that's because without the Miz, they can't have the Miz's dad. <laughs> maybe. They don't want to lose the Miz's dad for for the show.
0: I don't know. I'm. Just, I, I think it's connected. Uh, maybe they're always. Again, they're always switching people anyway. You know, in and out. I don't know. But I do wonder if that's a big part of it. You know, maybe. Yeah, there was rumors that went around a couple months ago that Rusev asked for his release. Don't know if it was true, but why invite him to be a part of a reality show if these people are trying to get out of the contracts? Right. You know, or that have to promote them and then they're gone halfway through their the, the filming. I don't know. Just it's it sucks, but I don't really watch the show anyway, so <laughs> it happens.
1: Uh, that's, that's it. All. That's all I got for uh,
0: news. Well, I will point out, uh, it's not somebody that we talk about too often here on the yeah. show. Uh, I wouldn't say he was a big influence to, to, to younger sound guy and younger lightning. Uh, but the wrestling world did lose former WWE champion, excuse me, WWF champion, Pedro Morales. No, uh, isn't it
1: WWWF champion?
0: Well, he, uh, yeah, I mean, he was also a WWE. He's the first triple crown champion. In right. WWF uh, world title, IC, and tag titles. Uh, and that's just, of course, in WWE. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, so, obviously, he's had accomplishments. Not a name that we talk about too often, but still a huge loss to the wrestling world. Right. Yeah, so condolences out to family, friends, and fans of his. Um, it, it's never it's never good to lose anybody, much less a guy who obviously was very influential and a big part of WWE's initial run you know the guy that really helped set the tone and get Vince all the Vince McMahons on their feet
1: absolutely
0: so there you go if there's any news stories that we missed uh, again we're gonna talk about that on the low blow this week myself and balls also got some elimination predictions elimination chamber predictions but let's let's rewind about six years to the 2013
1: rumble right 2013 yes finally the Rock has come back to the WWE title picture.
0: Yes, that uh, CM Punk boxing with God. <laughs> I remember there was some great promos between the two of them.
1: Yeah. Uh, fun fact number one, the Divas Championship match was scrapped.
0: Aww. <laughs> Who was supposed to be in that?
1: Um. Well, it was... Uh, uh, Caitlyn was the uh, Divas Champion at the time. Uh, she initially won the uh, title during the Raw 20th Anniversary Special that aired in 2013, uh, which featured uh, Caitlyn defeating uh, Eve Torres for the title, uh, to actually a very large crowd reaction. Um
0: she was popular. I mean, WWE kind of dropped the ball on her, if you ask me. Yeah.
1: Because, sadly, that that was the peak of Caitlyn's reign. Because uh, after that, she would only make uh, two pay-per-view title defenses over the next five months. Uh, one of which is when she lost to AJ Lee. See,
0: wrestling is cyclical. Brock Lesnar wasn't even the first to do this. <laughs>
1: Uh, oh, uh, originally, Caitlin was slated to work with uh, Tamina at the Rumble, but the match was pulled uh, due to time constrictions.
0: Okay, all right, yeah. it's. I can't believe Tamina's still been around all that long, too, but uh, yeah, it's... I don't know if it was disappointing then, but there was definitely some stars. We, we, we credit the four horsewomen we credit Paige and some of them for the women's evolution, but Caitlin and AJ and those ladies, they were trying back then to, to make a, a better division.
1: Uh, fun fact. Number two, Chris Jericho got a little bit carried away the night before the rumble.
0: Uh Oh, <laughs> how'd he do that?
1: uh, well, it, For one, it was a genuine surprise when Jericho entered the Rumble, a match at number two, because Jericho hadn't been seen since August, and there was little to no buzz uh, at that point about his return. Um, But Jericho had um, another gig that he was involved in the night before. Uh, He was slated to uh, appear at the uh, North American Music Merchants' Convention. Uh, At this convention, uh, he uh, apparently partied a little too hard with uh, the rock band Avenged Sevenfold. He uh, reportedly uh, drank a little too much and nearly resulted in his uh, arrest. And in Jericho's words... uh, he, he still managed to realize that if he got arrested and thrown into the, uh, the the drunk bank the night before and missed the rumble, he'd probably be in pretty big trouble. So, <laughs> so he uh, managed to uh, not get arrested and uh, still managed to perform 48 minutes in the rumble after partying pretty hard the night before.
0: Good for her. She, he sweated it out, man. He sweated it out. Uh, that's that for
1: sure. sounds like some 1980s Shawn Michaels there.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, we we know that uh, you know, Jericho was is old school wrestling <laughs> like that. So you know, not too surprising. He's a rock star, you know. Y- you don't give yourself the title of Mongoose McQueen and not act like a rock star, you know. <laughs> You remember that? You, uh... I do,
1: that was his original name when he started the band, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, and he refused to uh, <laughs> to admit that he was Chris Jericho. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, ah, good old Mongoose.
1: <laughs> you know, that name itself would be an awesome wrestling name.
0: Who knows, maybe AEW will bust that out.
1: That's that's a name a crowd could chant. You know, you'd see Mongoose, Mongoose. Or...
0: Mongoose, <laughs> Mon- yeah, I, that's how I would chant it.
1: Oh, fun fact number three: uh, Charles Wright, also known as the Godfather slash Good Father slash Papa Shango, slash slash some other names too. Uh, <laughs> but Charles Wright. Completed a bizarre trifecta in this uh, Royal Rumble. Uh, it was surprise. It was this another surprise appearance, but this uh, uh, managed Charles Wright to complete an unusual feat. After lasting just five seconds in the match as the Godfather, Wright became the first man in Rumble history to last less than thirty seconds on three different occasions, with three different gimmicks, in three different decades.
0: That's that's quite Beat a title that. to hold.
1: Beat that, anybody.
0: All right, give, it, give them time. Give them time. <laughs> They're going to find a way to do that. They're going to keep like Heath Slater on the roster just for that reason. They're going to bring Santino back <laughs> just for that reason, just so they can continually break these records. They're going to have Roman Reigns do that. Oh, wait, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not.
1: Uh previously right as Papa Shango, only lasted twenty eight seconds in the nineteen ninety three rumble. Uh, he lasted thirteen seconds in the two thousand and one rumble as right to censor's good father, and then in twenty thirteen as the godfather.
0: Well good for him. <laughs> I'm mean, a dude has his hoes, so he doesn't care. he doesn't care he got to ride the hoe train over and over again he (laughs) still runs a strip club i believe in vegas so he doesn't care he gets to paid fat cash to make very little effort he's like you know that's fine you know i'm gonna go home with these ladies and um you uh you have fun with your rumble and your sweating and your effort
1: uh next one bo dallas was the first ever rumble entrant that was younger than the event itself.
0: Wow, that makes us feel old, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it sure does. Thanks a lot, Bo.
1: Uh, Bo Dallas, uh, he made it into the Rumble by winning an NXT tournament, which uh, was done the day before.
0: And that as... was the beginning of the better era of NXT?
1: <laughs>
0: that well, wasn't that was... the keg race, obstacle course era? No, the...
1: This was the, the beginning of the uh, Triple H era of NXT when it became the actual developmental
0: thank Bird uh, for that.
1: program versus the game show program that it was before. Right.
0: Thank Shawn Michaels, one-time tag team partner, for that.
1: <laughs> so uh, he, he won a tournament the day before as part of the uh, Rumble Fan Fest, which included uh, Dallas defeating Luke Harper. Connor O'Brien, which is Ascension's Connor now, and Leo Kruger, who later became Adam Rose,
0: who later became unemployed. Is that his gimmick now on the Indies? Is unemployed. <laughs> I kid. I like the guy. I, I I met him. I thought he was really cool, but. Uh,
1: but uh, yeah. Bo Dallas. He was born in May of 1990. The Rumble, at least officially. Depending on how you want it, officially on television in 1988, officially on pay-per-view, right. 1989.
0: I feel you, player. I feel you. Yeah, I mean, it's however you, however you start it, it's it makes us it old. We're old, Greg. You and your bad back. Me <laughs> and my getting better with age. Yeah, it's we're old.
1: Um, and to my knowledge, I don't think Dallas has competed in a rumble match since then.
0: Hmm. You might be onto something. Not that I can remember. I'd have to think about that. What else you got? I don't know how many fun facts you have. Uh, Sometimes you tell us if you have like 12 or 16 or my favorite rumble, only five.
1: (laughs) Uh, Two more. Two more. So I think I had six total for this one.
0: All right. Still more than my favorite. Thanks, ass.
1: (laughs) Uh, Curtis Axel helped The Rock get in shape for his match with Punk.
0: Oh, you mean... Michael, (laughs) Mr. Michael McGillicuddy.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, You know, the the Rock hadn't wrestled uh, in 10 months since WrestleMania 28. Uh, He needed to uh, get back in the ring shape, work off the ring rust. And uh, to help the Rock, it was Curtis Axel. Who actually was at that time was still known as Michael McGillicuddy. Michael. <laughs> yeah. uh, he worked extensively with The Rock in training sessions to prepare for his comeback. As a measure of gratitude, The Rock would put over uh, Axel's talent. The the, the I, I remember The Rock putting out a bunch of tweets saying this guy because this he was still. Uh, I think he had been on the main roster with the whole uh, Nexus thing, but this is during the time period when he got put back in the developmental before he was brought back up as uh, uh, Curtis Axel. Uh, So The Rock actually put out a bunch of tweets saying, this guy's the future, this guy's awesome, this guy... You know, the picture's from their training seminars. So apparently a... uh, Promotion from the rocks, still. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, there's a lot of people that that get the ring, they get certain aspects of the industry, and I think McGillicuddy, Axel Curtis, whatever his name is, I think when his in-ring time is done, I think he's going to be an amazing mind. Hopefully, as a trainer, as an agent. Uh, Because he knows the moves. I mean, he's the son of Mister Perfect. You know, his grandfather in the industry. Like it's in his blood. But I just don't think he ever had the personality to really connect with the audience. No matter how you can piece together a match, if you don't connect with that audience, you're you're done. And and he's had a longer run than let's be honest. We gave him credit for. Right. You know, with the B team and whatnot, the, the Miztourage, the B team, and, and who knows what's next. But the guy's a brilliant mind, and, but at the same time, for as praising as The Rock was towards him, The Rock just needed to get back in shape. It's not like The Rock <laughs> didn't know what he was doing. He just wanted to be able to go a little bit better against CM Punk, who at the time really was on fire. He was the best in the world.
1: And the final fun fact, that it was the most bought Rumble in 10 years. I'm sure The Rock's appearance appearance boosted uh, Survivor Series 2011's buy rate, 15%. Uh, His once-in-a-lifetime duel with John Cena set an uh, all-time pay-per-view record at that time for uh, WrestleMania with 1.2 million buys. So I guess it shouldn't be a shock that him showing up at Royal Rumble didn't help boost those. This was before the network era.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's a huge deal back then. I mean, the Rock returning at any time gets attention, especially as we just as the years go on, he's one of the world's biggest stars now. I mean, it's and when he returns to WWE, he's doing us fans more of a favor <laughs> than we are for him. You know, he doesn't need to make a WrestleMania appearance. He doesn't no. need that paycheck.
1: Even back then, he didn't have to do it.
0: Yeah, uh, but if he does, you know, it's it's a lot for us. We we didn't like that CM Punk back then had to drop it after this long ass reign. He lost it to to a part timer uh, who brought brought it via satellite. But <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: but but it is what it is, and at least The Rock is credible you know in his return so unlike batista in his part-time return where he won that rumble got booed out of the building <laughs> the rock at least has that connection with the audience so
1: oh yeah that hey that's that's next uh, rumble fun facts by the way
0: is it okay all right yeah that's
1: 2014 looking forward to that one.
0: Oh, lucky us
1: I know, I might have I might have like sixty fun facts for that one.
0: I'm sure you probably will, just in spite of me, yeah. (laughs) Because I like the one too much, so you gotta screw me (laughs) over. That's what you do. You don't give my favorite one a lot of time, no, you're just Which one was your
1: favorite one again? Ninety two. Ninety two. Yeah. That was the one Ric Flair won, right? You got it, buddy. Well, maybe, maybe I'll dig up some more. I'll, yeah. I'll look, we'll we'll do a special extended edition of ninety two.
0: How about you do the extended version of ninety two as your sound check that you still owe us? <laughs> I, you know, so idea. last week it will we'll will make this full circle. Thank you for the fun packs, by the way. Um, but I talked about oh, does Greg make another bet in the new episode? This is last week about you know fighting with my family. And people are like, wait a minute, he still has yet to pay up from his last bet he lost. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you're preaching to the choir on this one. I can't physically make him do it, but we we all are waiting, Greg.
1: Support small podcasts.
0: The following announcement. ...has been paid for by the New World Order.
1: the oddities of pro-wrestling podcasts become the New World Order.
0: uh, I dropped you on your head. this is a malicious attack with malice.
1: Trying to break my neck.
0: You're absolutely right.
1: (laughs) Show your support by visiting patreon.com slash wrestling audio. Hey, yo.